For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturday afternoons, I'm on till 5 today. Uh, The 4 o'clock hour, we are uh, eagerly anticipating President Trump's big announcement about, according to his own tweet, the humanitarian crisis at the southern border and the shutdown of the government. So we're going to talk about that. He's going to speak, and then hopefully if he comes on on time, we will have time to uh, discuss it afterwards. So I'll be taking calls till 5. In this hour, uh, the 3 o'clock hour, I, I, I think it's absolutely critical to talk about real issues. And we have so much 24-7 cable news constantly breaking their own arms, patting themselves on the back for being the mo- the authentic news. This is it. when um, my kids do research in school, they're always taught nowadays that authority is the greatest litmus test of accuracy. And so they are driven to, the example was CBS News versus Guy I Never Heard Of website. And for me, especially with the BuzzFeed story, my producer Binkley is here. He was all over it. I was all over it. It, I tweeted it directly to Binkley immediately because he's so tuned into anonymous sources being such crap that as soon as I saw that BuzzFeed story, that anonymous sources said that Trump directed Cohen to lie to Congress, I was just laughing. And um, Binkley, I don't even think you saw it, but you were tweeting the same thing at the same time. Yeah, I thought it was. I was like, that's... Ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to go nowhere. Uh, and but it's going somewhere. It's just there's nothing to it. Yeah. So this these are the great authorities, and but what they're really masterful at is actually even worse, in my opinion, than this false reporting, or it's a part of the false reporting. Is that that stuff is this massive distraction, this emotional, personal soap opera that keeps our eye off the ball. We are, and I know people are like, we're not a democracy, we're a republic and representative republic, whatever. I get it. But the fact is, whether democracy is just used as an opiate to keep people on their couches or what, they care what we think and they're getting us to think about stuff that isn't true and isn't important. And and even within the context of the attorney general hearing being important, because the attorney general has the power to uh, to investigate or not investigate, to cover up or expose crimes. And when William Barr was the attorney general under Bush, uh, it now I 
I'm telling you, I was overwhelmed over the past couple of days trying to get to the bottom of any of the threads I was pulling with this guy. It is absolutely should be uh, addressed in the hearings. I don't want to slander the guy. I don't want to say he did things that he's got a perfectly good explanation for, but there are a lot of unanswered questions about this stuff. One of the things was he was an extreme advocate of, uh, of the pardons after Iran-Contra under Bush. So a lot of people got off the hook, did not have to go to trial. We didn't have to find the full truth about that. Uh, supposedly, he uh, stonewalled the BNL investigation. It's the Atlanta headquarters of an Italian bank that was at the heart of what was called Iraqgate, which allegedly, and, I, and maybe even is in absolute evidence, the Bush White House was funding Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction uh, program up until the invasion of Kuwait. And one of the things Barr talked about in his hearing this week was that he himself had uh, uh, appointed three special prosecutors. Well, one of them was a toothless special um, magistrate or something, uh, Judge Lacey, who absolutely buried the BNL case, said there's no reason for an investigation. So we don't we haven't gotten to the bottom of that. And and that is put at Barr's feet. There's there's numerous other things, but they, we should be. This is why it's important who this guy is. And even if he doesn't have anything to cover up, the fact that he has such a long history as a cover-up artist, as a fixer, or at least the reputation of that, puts Trump in jeopardy by association. So he brings this guy in, there's an investigation against Trump, and Barr is known as the fixer. They're, they're sloughing it off during the hearings, which is absolutely uh, dereliction of duty, but they might be doing it strategically so that they can come back later and discredit everything that's happening now. And and that's my one of my big concerns. So one of the things they did was uh, this this the to get back to the media who can uh, direct your attention to the wrong things. I believe that there's something very fishy going on here. I predicted it as soon as I heard about it. Uh, Barr, Barr met, supposedly, this is the story, Barr met with Trump in, in 2017, and Trump asked him to be his personal attorney, and he said no. Now, Barr was in retirement until that point, so I don't know why, or at least off the radar. There's no record of what he was doing. Uh, so I don't know why he would do that. But then in 2018, for some reason, he writes this bizarre, unsolicited memo to Rosenstein, Rosenstein saying... Uh, I don't know any of the te- facts, but Mueller's wrong. You know, something <laughs> provocative like that with 19 pages. I mean, that's a lot of fodder. And this is a guy, it's not believable to me that he wasn't on Trump's radar for the top lawyer job in the country because he was on his radar for something. So I believe, now, what do I know? But I believe, and as I see the story unfold, it, it, I predicted that this would happen. So, of course, that that supports to me my theory that that memo is... A red herring or was there deliberately as a decoy just like with Kavanaugh the Blasey Ford story came out unsubstantiated uh, could be read either way and it get, got people off Repu- conservatives should have or Republicans should have hated Kavanaugh because Kavanaugh came in after Miguel Rodriguez left uh, the prosecution investigation of the Vince Foster case with a a memo addressed to Kavanaugh, among others, saying the conclusion, this was a guy inside, the guy who was doing the investigation of Vince Foster, uh, saying that 
that the conclusion of the Vince Foster suicide was not supportable for the following reasons. So Kavanaugh came in, and what do you know? The Vince Foster suicide finding uh, stands, and Kavanaugh did away with all the objections. So that should have been a prime problem Republicans had with Kavanaugh, and it should have been a subject of the hearing because Kavanaugh was claiming that he was completely uh, above board. He would never compromise himself for political reasons, and that, at least, he should have been questioned about that. And he wasn't because everyone was up in arms about Blasey Ford, everybody's crying, blah, 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 and that's all the media is talking about. And in this case, Barr makes the same claims. I'm the most above-board person you could possibly ever imagine. I'm 68. What could I possibly, you know, but when you're this deep in the deep swamp, you are at their bidding. You don't have, you're 68, you still want to live. You still want your kids to do well. You're, you're maybe the most vulnerable. And to really, so, so I would say just the fact that they're trying to get to this guy's credibility bar with respect to the Mueller investigation, he, they should bring up these issues just as a, as a factor of whether he's credible that he is going to go by the book because he's not. And I'll tell you one thing that absolutely destroys his credibility, in my opinion, is what he said about Mueller. So, Binkley, if you would... Uh, play clip five for me, and then I think we should play it again. It's super short, but let's first play it, and then I'll tell you tell you something about it. Go. All right. This is Barr this week. Under the under the regulations, Bob Mueller could only be terminated for good cause, and I frankly, it's unimaginable to me that Bob would ever do anything that uh, gave rise to good cause. I can't even listen to that with a straight face. It's <laughs> yeah. unimaginable to him. But let me tell you, he doesn't have to imagine it. It's real. It's real. <laughs> and I did a show on it, if not more than one, or at least addressed it at length in a show. I Just off the top of my head, I can tell you, Mueller was in Boston when, uh, when events occurred that led to $110 million government payout to the victims of Whitey Bulger for having given Bulger cover over that time when he was committing a lot of murders. And that and Mueller was uh, was held accountable for that in his role as the local was he the local FBI head? It is off the top of my head, but he was implicated in that. He was absolutely implicated in uh, or led the charge in a fraudulent or bad faith anthrax investigation, which led to the government paying out millions of dollars for his misconduct. The Lockerbie bombing, look into that. That was also Mueller. And that guy, uh, I don't, he got out because they said he was sick, but I don't know if he was exonerated who went to jail for the Lockerbie bombing, but that was a fishy story. And there's more stuff about Mueller, but Mueller had several payouts for wrong action as a government so so Barr doesn't have to imagine it Barr is in that boat too and so is Comey remember Comey uh falsely identified the Ramsey racist as a racist <laughs> <laughs> the guy was probably racist um the Ramsey rapist as a teenager and uh the government had to pay out for that that was Comey and Barr was at the top of the pyramid 
during Ruby Ridge, and the government had to pay out several million dollars for that. So these guys are all, and, and I'm really getting too, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I will say that uh, Barr had similar things to say about Larry Potts, who was later disgraced, an FBI uh, bigwig who was in charge of the rules of engagement that led to the Ruby Ridge tragedy and uh and Barr went to the mat for him Barr went to the mat for the sniper who shot vicky weaver in the head went to the mat and that guy lived to survived as a sniper to go kill people at waco so this the this the rab there's so many rabbit holes within rabbit holes that uh this these hearings should go on for months and i'm pretty sure they're not going to but i've got more i've got real policy issues with this guy I'll get to after the break. 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are back. Want that clip? Can you replay clip five, Binkley? I played it. The audio uh, went out on it. Here it is. Under the under the regulations, Bob Mueller could only be terminated for good cause, and I frankly, it's unimaginable to me that Bob would ever do anything that uh, gave rise to good cause. It's virtually impossible. Like I can barely bring myself to ever call somebody a liar but it's uh, it's unimaginable so maybe he means i don't have to imagine it i've seen it happen maybe yeah (laughs) or maybe he thinks all those things are just to him that's not good cause i mean it is it is absolutely in evidence the government has paid out for Mueller's bad faith action as a as an agent of law enforcement there's no question he does bad things he's like the smoking man from the x-files yeah 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 yeah, and uh, or maybe Barr is that guy. Yeah, but he's definitely. Uh, it's so so. When I went back and I was listening to all this Ruby Ridge testimony because I wanted to get to the bottom of it, because I, in the current articles that I've been reading, it's like, oh, Barr didn't know anything about it. Whatever. I found congressional testimony from September 1995 that where the the FBI, the assist, the deputy director of the FBI, Douglas Gao, was saying how he talked to Barr the night, the first night of the siege, and Barr was already familiar with what was going on. So, so current reporting is wrong. And then when I went back and I was watching so much of this, uh, I was just fascinated by the hearings. That was a long time ago. As I've re- read many articles that have been written since then, and some of the real facts have come out, it's clear that those some of those guys who were testifying were lying and they lie with such a straight face. I mean, it's almost like the definition of a politician is someone <laughs> that it's hard to tell that they're that's yeah. like impossible to tell. And in normal life, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really hard for normal people to just lie, you know, just lie all the time with a straight face. And that's what I think is significant. So so all of this that I've been digging out about Barr and then I hear this nonsense, this awful question that they ask uh, people who, well, let's, let, actually, I don't think we have time for this clip. Let's 
let's get to it after the break. People are in the habit of asking. It started with Stacey Abrams, actually. Then Gina Haspel uh, and now Barr. What would you do if the president asked you to do something illegal? Which, to me, is a really, uh, it's a very disrespectful question. I mean, people talked about Obama being disrespected. If you said that about Obama, you would have gotten absolutely uh, beaten up because it's such a disrespectful question. But something you tweeted me or texted to me, Binkley, took that to a whole nother level. So we'll read that after the break and, and we'll see what Barr's answer to that question was after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator? On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez. Uh, We are talking about uh, William Barr being nominee for attorney general by Trump, going through hearings, which I consider to be an absolute sham. They're letting him get away with this image that he is a absolute straight shooter, just a concerned citizen, and absolutely uh, so much integrity and good friends with Mueller, who also has a lot of integrity. And I have to say, sadly, tragically, uh, I have to not only throw out Barr and Mueller, but I have to uh, throw out, I don't know, I, I can barely say it, but Judge Napolitano. My favorite, wow. yes, person on mainstream media. Until, well, I mean, he probably still is. I mean, it's like even if he's a limited hangout, he's got such great stuff. But he was on, he's often on Outnumbered on Fox, and he said that he knew Mueller, uh, he knew Barr from way back, and he was uh, he vouched for him napolitano was vouching for him was supporting his claim bar that he was retired and only doing this out of the goodness of his heart i mean it's if if napolitano he's no fool and if he's going out of his way to actually vouch for the guy instead of saying i don't know i i mean he's got to be held responsible for that and napolitano was so great when he had a show really it was like his last hurrah we wonder sometimes if he was taken off the air because of it he said that he he did an expose which also the new york times did to their credit that the 90 oh, percent or more of terrorist plots are fbi creations they're in not i mean i don't know how you define entrapment these days but that they were for sure not uh they were involved FBI people. So, and that reminded me of this guy in Cummings who got arrested for having White House uh, plans. He bought his arms for whatever he was plotting against the president or was about to buy them, his weapons from uh, government operatives. And I just, I always wonder about that stuff. If they, if they target, I think Napolitano had said they target mentally weak or vulnerable people. And anyway, so Napolitano, I don't know. I'm worried about him. But but so in the hearing, they asked Barr what they asked Stacey Abrams, what they asked Gina Haspel. It's an it's just such a tacky question. Uh, what his Jim Mattis moment was and Barr, we've seen, has done all this stuff, all this uh, these cover ups, dirty dealings, all that kind of stuff. 
I mean, he's never going to have a Jim Mattis moment, but this instead was his response. Let's hear clip six. All right. A number of my colleagues on both. Oh. Yeah, clip six. A number of my colleagues on both sides have asked, and I'll bet you'll hear more, questions along the line of what would be your breaking point? When would you pick up and leave? When is your Jim Mattis moment? when the president has asked you to do something which you think is inconsistent with your oath, doesn't that give you some pause as you embark on this journey? Uh, it might give me pause if I was 45 or 50 years old, <laughs> but it doesn't give me pause right now because uh, I, I, had, I had a very good life. I have a very good life. I love it, uh, but I also want to help in this circumstance and I am not going to do anything that I think is wrong and I will not be bullied into doing anything I think is wrong I don't know man yeah. I think that you could if he was a witness on the stand you could say oh really because I've got a list of 10 things that I'd like you to explain so I, I myself Monica Perez does not want to be the judge and jury for this guy, I want my representatives, who I pay handsomely, to ask him pertinent questions that go to his credibility on stuff that they're only, they're really only trying to probe him for credibility with respect to the Mueller thing. All that other stuff discredits him. And if he's got an explanation for it, they should give him an opportunity to clear his name. Anyway, so, oh, but yeah, so they asked this crazy question. What if Trump asked you to blah, blah, blah? And then you totally one-upped it with the text you sent me about another headline. Read it. It says, Jack Dorsey has no clue what he wants. A Q&A with Twitter CEO on right-wing extremism, Candace Owens, and what he'd do if the president called on his followers to murder journalists. That's the Huffington Post. That's that's the question. When yeah. I've interviewed a couple of people, I interviewed Ron Paul. I can't believe I missed that question. You didn't open with that question? <laughs> then, of course, see, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Then Trump comes out. So that actually that story, you sent it to me right away. But it's all over. Like, if you look for that story right now, you're not going to get that story. You're going to get all the reactions to that Jack Dorsey thing. It's all over the news now. I don't know if you noticed that. But uh, but so Trump. Then yesterday, whenever tells everybody to what did he tweet it to send a brick to Chuck and Nancy? I just saw the CNN headline of it, so I'm not sure what exactly he said. Yeah, but you it have was absolutely like no idea if it happened or not yeah. because it was a CNN headline. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he didn't say throw a brick at Chuck and Nancy. Yeah, he didn't say. It, Murder them with a brick. Yeah, it was beautiful ambiguity as usual. It was, you know, another brick in the wall, I presume, <laughs> was what he was going for. So anyway, plays right into it. But I want to, uh, there's actually something topical I want to get to before we, we hear Trump make his big announcement at 4 o'clock. Uh, is that I, I believe yesterday, I believe was the uh, Right to Life March on Washington, which uh, is a is happens around the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. So it's uh, Roe versus Wade took the the right to ban abortion away from the states. So it's they kind of created a right to privacy in the Constitution. Um, 
and people go to protest that ruling. I think this march, there's a women's march today, I believe, that you have highlighted as being coincident with like a communist um, anniversary thing. But I, I can't help but think that it's meant to get people there to to uh, have conflict with the right to life people to overwhelm them or whatever. But you actually there's some developments. What was what is the communist holiday? It's like Marx's birthday or something. It's Vladimir Lenin's birthday on the 21st, which is uh, Monday. Roe versus Wade is the 22nd. Yeah. So it could be both things. And I want an update on that. I just want to button up the Bill Barr thing with uh, real real policy issues I have with this guy that conservatives should absolutely not like. And Justin Amash, way to go, buddy. He's uh, he's a, him and Thomas Massey are really, I mean, they're, if you want to really know what's going on, um, as a libertarian or even just what was a traditional conservative position in this country, the American experiment, go to Justin A. Mash's Twitter feed, or I don't know if Massey tweets as much, but A. Mash has been tw- tweet- tweeting about Barr since the get-go. He Barr loves asset forfeiture, which is where the government takes your property before you are convicted and you have to fight to get it back. It's a terrible, terrible program. Uh, Barr does not, uh, he thinks the FISA court does not have enough power that, that you shouldn't have to have probable cause in going after an accused agent of a foreign power. Now, if Trump, you know, Trump or Flynn or Manafort or Cohen, if any of these people are considered agents of foreign powers, right? Isn't that what the implication is? There doesn't need to be probable cause to pursue them. If they're proven agents of a foreign power, well, that's after the fact. So that's weird. Uh, he, he, he said, I believe in this set of hearings, not the first one, but this one. Yeah, that the most important thing to do for gun control, which uh, I don't think he has a major problem with, but he said the number one thing is that you have to be able to take guns away from mentally ill people, like just like you do for felons. And for me, I loved um, a tweet. The name is at the name is Pliskin, I believe. He pointed out to me a psychiatrist, famous philosopher, thinker, professor, well-known libertarian, I should say, not famous, Thomas Zaz, who pointed out you should not use lose your liberty like uh, to be incarcerated or um, forcibly committed or your arms taken away, which is a loss of liberty, without a jury trial. Why do people accused of mental illness have fewer protections than people accused of violent crimes? So Barr wants to put in place a mental illness out that you lose your arms. And that uh, another psychiatrist, just a regular guy I was sitting next to at a wedding was like, hey, always worry about mental illness statutes because the mental illness textbook is so big. Every, nobody's like mentally perfect. Every single person has a diagno- uh, diagnosis under that book. And they, they, anyone can, they can get anybody for it. And that, um, so Zaz says it's like a way to control society. It's very serious. And I don't like that about bar. Uh, anyway, I'm just encouraging people to dig into the bar nomination. I'm sure he's going to get put in place. I mean, well, I should say I have no doubt, but maybe there is, 
and let's let's talk a little bit about this march binkley what so there were some new developments, were there not, that you were trying to bring? Well, on? it was new in the media. Let me make a quick correction. It's actually the 21st is the death of Vladimir Lenin in his oh, okay. official official communist but it holiday. Has, it does have, it's like a celebrated yeah. holiday. Okay. So the Women's March, the, the story in the news has been that the movement is falling apart. They're losing their partners left and right. Uh, even Alyssa Milano has separated, separated That's herself. That's amazing from the, to me. The Southern Poverty Law Center has separated themselves from the movement. And it's all because of the organizers of the march, the co-founders, not just their associations with, but their admiration of Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, you know, who once publicly called Hitler a great man. I don't even like... I don't want Farrakhan quotes. I don't like them. I just don't want to even hear it. Um, I just, it's, he's playing into, I don't know what his story is. And I don't know what those people, why they would not distance themselves from him. I don't know why he still has a position of prominence when anybody else wouldn't. Uh, So, but here, but I think the takeaway for this is these people, the leaders who, the leaders of the march, whatever, who may even take their marching orders from him or at least support whatever role he's playing in the great dialectic, I don't know. They are, are the ones, the very same people who were telling voters to not, to vote for people even if you don't like that person because we're telling you to vote. And you and I, Binkley, have warned people against that, played clips of it, mocked it. I want I have to take a quick break, and then I want to talk about, uh, I want to play that clip of, of how they were controlling sheeple to do their bidding, and they're associating with this guy. Uh, and hopefully I'll get to a couple of calls before the Trump thing. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wait a minute. This is the future. We're all a phase of that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. You got to join these organizations that are going to keep you up to date, keep you informed about what's happening because you can't act if you're not informed. Mm-hmm. I don't move until somebody tells me to move. And that's what you need to do. You got to stay informed, but you got to be ready to act quick. Uh that was was uh, that Linda Sarsour? Yeah, that was the wrong clip, but that yeah, was Linda just, Sarsour. That's right. It's not the wrong clip. It was fine. But also play clip 1. All right. In the general election, what we're going to do is we're calling it a collective vote. Mm -hmm. Put your politics to the side. Put your little feelings to the side. Vote for black people. Vote for undocumented people. Vote for incarcerated people. Vote for Muslims. Vote for refugees. Vote for immigrants. I don't care about you like this one. You don't like that one. In November, you got to do the right thing. And you got to join us at the Women's March and all of our allies who are here today for a collective vote that we should have took back in 2016 mm-hmm. so we find ourselves in this mess. Mm-hmm. So that's where we go in as a women's market. Collect the vote. All right, so I, I have, like, no time here, but that's Linda Sarsour, right? Yes. Has she distanced from Farrakhan? No. She refuses. Okay, so all the people who, all the sheeple who are following her orders, which we outed the minute we got our hands on this a long time ago, now are starting to see that what they were marching for might not be something they really believe in if there is anything left for them to believe in. I'm going to give away a prize pack, and then let's see if we can hear from the president. Uh, We have a family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta Gladiators Star Wars night, Saturday, January 26th at Infinite Energy Arena. Tickets are on sale now at AtlantaGladiators.com. You can call 404 
Is it 751-0750? I believe so. Or 800-WSB-TALK to get that prize pack. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.